0: Good morning my friend. I hope you're doing well. It is November second. And I know that normally I would come on the first of the month. If we were gonna do something as kind of a theme for the whole first or for the for a whole month, I would come at you with that on the first. But Yesterday was Tuesdays with Tata, and it came out. It was scheduled ahead of time. We record those on Sundays, and when I recorded it, I didn't think about the fact that it would be November 1st when it came out. So hit you with Tuesdays with Tata on November 1st. But today I want to tell you about something we're going to do kind of as a theme for the whole month of November. We're going to call it New Thing November. Okay, New Thing November. And the theme for the month is going to come out of Scripture. There's lots of things that I do come from Scripture, Isaiah 43, verse 19. See, this is God speaking. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. See, God says he wants to do something good. In the verse before this, verse 18, he says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. He's saying, don't, don't look back. Look forward. Don't look backwards. Look forward. I'm doing something new in your life. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness. Listen, friends, sometimes our lives start to feel like we're wandering through the desert. They're dry and they're thirsty. And we're wondering why God's not coming through. We need some water. We need something to help us, right? If you're you're struggling with thought processes and negative thinking and things that happen in your brain that you just can't seem to quite break or some habit or some problem in a relationship or some issue that you can't seem to put behind you or you've been praying forever for a breakthrough, for something, for some physical issue that you're dealing with or for some financial problem. or You've been praying and praying and praying and it seems like God isn't there. He's not listening. And you're wondering why he won't do the new thing. That you've been begging him to do, or that he seems to have promised that he would do, you're wondering why. Well, friend, I'm always telling you, you can't change your life until you change your mind today. Just for a couple of minutes, we're gonna have a little, a little quiet time, thought process about this being a new month. It's time for a new thing. It's time to put aside the old things, it's time to stop looking back and dwelling on the past, and it's time to go forward. And as a secondary theme, it's November is my favorite holiday, Thanksgiving. And this year we're going to get to be with all our kids and grandkids in the same place at the same time, which is getting harder as they get older and move around the country. But we're grateful for that. And so as a kind of an arching theme towards Thanksgiving Day, we're going to focus, my my heart, I want to be focused on gratitude on the things that I can give thanks for. And so kind of combining those two ideas, New Thing November and the idea of gratitude and thankfulness and all of that that's so good for your neurochemistry and so good for your heart. We're going to talk a little bit today about some reasons why it's smart and it's reasons why it's helpful to have kind of a grateful heart. And then we're going to have a new Tommy Walker song. My friend Tommy Walker and his amazing band, including his daughter Eileen, have been doing this soulful scripture song album, which I love. And so um, they've got a new song out called Help Us Be Kind. And so maybe one of the new things that you could focus on for November, if you're having trouble, is just to try to develop a little more kindness towards other people. Sometimes focusing on other people's needs helps you to solve some of the own issues that are, that are in your way. And so we're going to have that song, Help Us Be Kind. We're going to talk just for a few minutes about how if we learn to change our minds God can change our lives and it's time for a new thing it's a new month it's a new day it's time to stop looking back and the good news is as Lisa always tells us it's time to start today Hey, are you ready to change your life? If the answer is yes there's only one rule you have to change your mind first and my friend there's a place where the neuroscience of how your mind works smashes together with faith and everything starts to make sense That place is called Self-Brain Surgery. You can learn it, and it will help you become healthier, feel better, and be happier. And the good news is, you can start today. please subscribe so you never miss an episode and tell your friends about it. If you tell two or three friends this podcast was helpful to you, imagine how much good we can all do around the world together. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I'm here to help you change your mind so you can change your life. Let's get after it. All right, so I'm sitting here having a cup of coffee, drinking black silk from Folgers. That's just a simple, it's, it's not a like fancy coffee, but it's my favorite. I have a cup here in my... Little ceramic coffee mug that stays warm that Lisa got me. It's pretty cool. If you haven't ever seen the Ember coffee mugs, it's pretty cool. This is not a product ad. I'm not sponsored by them, but we use these Ember coffee mugs. That stay, they keep your coffee hot while you're drinking it, so it's pretty cool. Anyway, check out Ember coffee mugs. Um, okay, let's go to, to our theme verse for November. It's new thing, November. Isaiah 43. Let's start in 18. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up, do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Listen, I've been thinking a lot about this and for the last few days since Lisa and I talked about it and decided we were going to do this new thing in November, and I realized one of the reasons... Well, let me back up a step first. I read a book um, that I'm trying to get the author, I'm trying to get a hold of his people to get the author on the podcast at some point. Pete Gregg, G-R-I-E-G, is a British guy, and he wrote this incredible book called God on Mute. God on Mute, like if you push the mute button. And and God on Mute is about these times when it seems like our prayers aren't answered, when when it seems like God is quiet, when there's something going on in our life and God just doesn't seem to be present in the moment. And he uses the example of the Holy Week, uh, Thursday, and then Good Friday, and then there's Silent Saturday. There's this Saturday when everything seems lost, and, and the and, and the Savior is in the tomb, and everybody thinks that the battle is over and that we lost. And God's quiet. He doesn't do anything that day. He doesn't say anything that day. He doesn't show up and answer prayers. Why did this happen, God? What's going to happen, God? What now, God? He doesn't answer. But then Sunday, everything gets better, right? The, the Savior rises. And, and all is not lost after all. And it seemed the whole day Saturday, it seemed like everything was was wrong. But the fact is, God was just working behind the scenes, and he was preparing for this big thing that was coming when Christ was going to be resurrected, and our sins were going to be left in the grave, right? So anyway, this great book by Pete Gregg, God on Mute, it just it just points out that sometimes when God is quiet, it's not because he's not listening, it's because he's doing something and it's not time yet. It's just time to wait. Right. So it dawned on me as we were talking about this new thing, November idea, it dawned on me that God won't do something new in your life until you stop doing the old stuff in your life that's holding you back. When you think about this, like like sometimes we, we forget that sin and, and bad attitudes and holding on to high places, as Tata talk, talk, talked about, So sometimes holding on to something that God says no to will keep us from getting something that God wants to say yes to. We keep dabbling in in our flesh, and we want to have God and something else. We want to have a, a little bit of this and Jesus. And He says, "No." He says, "Wait, l- l- just forget about the past and let me do this new thing for you." You keep you keep doing your own thing, and it feels you feel thirsty, and you keep doing your own thing, and you feel hungry, and you won't let me make a way for you. You won't get let me make a stream in the desert of living water that'll really fill you up and quench your thirst and fill your hunger. You're just just stop. And do a new thing. But God won't do the new thing until you get rid of the old thing. So maybe part of New Thing November could be that you search out your heart and find some things that have been in your way. Like, you know, Hebrews 12 says, cast off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out before us. Right? So sometimes the race is hard because we're holding on to things that are slowing us down and holding back. So think through some things, maybe write some things down. Is there some habit that you have that's holding you back. Are you smoking? Are you drinking too much? Are you, are you doing something that's hurting your physical body and you're wondering why you can't get in shape? Or you're, 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 I see it all the time with patients that got a back problem. They need a spinal fusion. And we say, well, you got to quit smoking first because you're not going to fuse. And therefore, the insurance company's not going to pay for your surgery and they show up For surgery, we do a nicotine test, and they still have nicotine, and we have to send them home. They can't have the surgery that they need until they get rid of the thing that's hindering them. You have to cast it off, right? So. Maybe, let's use the example of alcohol, for example. Maybe you're drinking and it's it's hindering your life. It's keeping you from sleeping well. It's making you gain weight. It's costing you money. It's hurting your relationships. It's damaging your heart. It's causing your osteoporosis or whatever it is. you, you got this problem with alcohol and you, and you need to get rid of it. And maybe it's just a minor issue. Maybe it's a big issue. But instead of holding on to it and wondering why God's not coming through, maybe this is no sip November for you. Maybe it's no alcohol in November right? Maybe if you are anxious and stressed and worried and you can't, you won't stop tossing things over in your mind and looking back. Maybe it's no sweat November. Maybe you need to stop sweating stuff that's been hurting you in the past and focus hard on something that God wants to do in the future. Maybe it's time to set that stuff aside. Maybe if you have a problem with overspending and you're wondering why God isn't coming through financially for you, you need to go through and find all the places that you have automatically subscribed to something that are siphoning off your money. Maybe you need to think rethink some of the Choices you're making around what you wear and what you spend and what you drive and how much, you know, stuff you buy. Maybe you need to disable one-click shopping on Amazon and make a deal with yourself that, that for no spend, November, you're going to think and pray through every purchase you make instead of automating them. Maybe you're going to not hit one click anymore. Maybe you're going to make yourself have to go to the shopping cart and put your credit card number in and do all that stuff so you have a little bit of space in there to think about what you're spending instead of making it so easy, right? It's so easy if you automate your spending, you make a one click purchase thing or you put your credit card number in a website so you don't have to re-enter it every time. Then it becomes super easy to just spend that money. But if that's a problem for you, Maybe instead of praying and praying and praying that God will give you a financial breakthrough this month, maybe he's already saying, dude, friend, stop spending so much, and then you'll have more, and I'll give you the breakthrough by you just following the principles I've already laid out for you. Right? Maybe you don't need a miracle. Maybe you just need to stop doing silly things, right? Right? Or maybe he does want to give you a miracle, but he reminds you of the parable where he said, if you're not faithful with small things, you won't be faithful with big things. So I can't give you big things until you get yourself squared away, right? So maybe no spin November is relevant for you. Maybe you're irritated easily and and you're kind of mean to your spouse, or maybe you're kind of nitpicky and you're frustrated with one part of your life, so you're taking it out on your kids or you're kicking the dog or you're being grumpy at work. Maybe... You need to learn to be more kind maybe if you if you focus on the needs of others that you would have an easier time being more kind, and that'll clear out some space in your brain and make you feel a little bit happier and give you room to work on the things that are really causing your trouble inside so maybe it's it's no grouch november maybe maybe, maybe you just need to be a little more kind. We're going to have Tommy Walker play that song for us in a few minutes, okay, and then in a few days and in, in a few weeks, we're going to get to Thanksgiving. And at Thanksgiving, we're going to spend one day, the whole year, acting like we're thankful. And for many of us, it just turns into a big party or a big meal and we eat too much and all that. But it ought to be a time where you can really reflect and maybe make a decision that you're going to change your whole life to be more grateful. And I found a great blog. There's a a website called LisaApello.com. It's a woman, Lisa Apello. I don't know much about her. She's a recent widow, a single mom to seven children. And she just has a great kind of grateful blog. I'm not sure when she wrote this. There's not a date on the article, but it's a good article called The Power of Gratitude, 12 Benefits of Giving God Thanks. I'll I'll include it. She just put some scriptures down about why it's good to give thanks. And one of them is gratitude glorifies God. 2 Corinthians 4.15 says, And as God's grace reaches more and more people, there will be great thanksgiving, and God will receive more and more glory. And then gratitude helps us to see God. James 1, 16 and 17. Do not be deceived, my beloved brothers, for every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly light. God. when you recognize that if you have something good in your life, it came from God, that gives you, gets rid of this idea that you're responsible for making everything good happen in your own life. And gratitude puts us squarely in God's will. First Thessalonians 5.18 says, give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. God wants you to be grateful. Now, why? I'm always telling you, Jesus is the neurosurgeon of Nazareth. He's the first self-brain surgeon and he created all of this neuroscience stuff that I'm always talking about. And the fact is, we know now without any doubt from functional imaging studies, gratitude is good for your brain chemistry. Being thankful clears away all the toxicity and gives you, clear eyes to see so you can make a better plan you can be more hopeful you can be more diligent and more effective you make better synapses and your brain gets healthier when you're grateful and that's why number four on elisa Apollos list gratitude brings peace philippians four by the way is the self-brain surgery chapter of the bible it's going to be kind of a theme of my book on self-brain surgery that i'm working on now After Hope is the First Dose comes out, the next book is going to be self-brain surgery. And Philippians 4 is the theme chapter for that whole book. But listen to what he says, Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Listen to this. You can't be anxious and grateful at the same time. You can't be because gratitude clears away anxiety. So understand this. What he's saying here is not just don't be anxious, but pray. He's not just saying that. He's saying pray with thanksgiving and that will help you. Have peace. Why? so think about it for just a second. If you if you say in your prayer and you're desperate and you're worried and you're stressed and you can't sleep and you say, God, please help me with this situation. I can't I can't deal with it anymore. I'm falling apart. Everything's going wrong. I'm, I'm, nothing's going to be right. The biopsy's going to be bad. She's going to leave. The money's going to run out. You're not really praying. You're just crying out all the things you're worried about. Right? What if you said, God, this situation is really hard. And I don't know what's going to happen. The doctor's got bad news. But you know what? You've got me through lots of things before. In that time when my mom was sick and we prayed and you came through for us. And and in that time that this happened, you came through. And that time that that happened, you came through. And I was so thankful. And, God, I remember that and i know you can do this because i've seen you do it before and i'm so thankful that you've got me this far and i'm so grateful that you gave me that good team of doctors and i'm so thankful that you've created modern medicine so that when i do get this diagnosis there's going to be some options and i'm so thankful for that and so you see what i'm saying you take you take the command of the battlefield and that gratitude gives you something to latch onto that leads you to hope right it leads you to hope again and helps you to not be so afraid. That's why um, David says, "The Lord, I, I sought the Lord, and He answered me, and and He saved me from everything that made me so afraid." That's Psalm thirty-four. Everything that made me so afraid, He was there. And finally, you know, another one is gratitude draws us to God. Luke seventeen, seventeen through nine, Jesus asked, where were not all 10 cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Remember the story? Jesus healed 10 lepers and they all ran off so grateful, so happy that they were cured. But one of them stopped and turned back and came back to Jesus and said, thank you. And Pete Gregg's book, God on he tells this story again, and he says nine people got cured. They got their prayers answered, and they went on their way happy that they got their prayer answered. But what they miss out on? They missed out on the relationship with the healer. They they focused on the miracle and not the maker of the miracle. And the one guy came back, and he was thankful, and he had both. He had a cured body, but he also had a healed heart, and he had a relationship with the doctor who saved him, Right? So gratitude draws you back to God. When you're grateful, you get closer to God. And Jesus said, rise up. Your faith has made you well. And gratitude brings contentment. First Timothy 6, 6 through 8, godliness with contentment is great gain we brought nothing into the world and neither can we carry anything out but if we have food and clothing we will be content with these he's saying you can learn because you are godly you can learn to be content in whatever situation you have so if you give thanks for what you do have then god may start opening doors and giving you more if you look at your house and say i hate this tiny house then you're going to get grumpy and your neurochemistry is going to get bad and god's going to say you know what at least you have a house. You're not living in a mud hut like our son Josh did for a year in Africa when he was with Pioneer Bible Translators. You, you at least have a house, right? And then you say, God, why can't I have a better house? And he's saying, be thankful for the one that you do have. and Then maybe I'll give you a better one right? Gratitude is the key to contentment. Gratitude deepens your faith, Psalm 136.1. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. When you, when you clear away that toxicity, you can hold on to something good. Gratitude leads to joy, Psalm 126.1-3. One Gratitude defeats Satan's lies, Psalm 84.11. Gratitude guards against envy, Psalm 138.1. You can't be jealous and grateful at the same time. You can't. Gratitude helps you live in the moment, live in the present. Ecclesiastes seven ten says this. Say not, why were the former days better than these? For it is not from wisdom that you ask this. Jesus says, God says here, it's unwise to say I was happier back then. It's unwise to say I had it better back then. It's unwise to say, Why was it always so easy back then and it's so hard now? The truth is it wasn't. Back then, you weren't happier. You you weren't really better off than you are now. You're just, you're sort of memorializing the past because you think it's better than now, but it's really not. It's not wise, he says, to do that. And that's why in our theme verse for this month, he says, forget the former things. Don't dwell in the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. He's trying to do something new for you, my friend. But you got to get rid of the old things first. And finally, Lisa Apollo's blog says, Gratitude is a testimony, Psalm 105.1. Give thanks to the Lord and proclaim His greatness. Let the whole world know what He's done. You can't be an effective witness for God if you're grumpy and ungrateful and unforgiving and unkind and sad and dour and mean. You're not a good witness. This is a great little article from Lisa Pella. I'll include it so you can read her words with each of these verses, and I just thought that would be a great way to kind of get our minds on the upcoming Thanksgiving holiday. Listen, God says, Isaiah. Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. See, I'm doing, uh, sorry, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Listen, friend, it's new thing November. And in order to grasp that fully, you got to get old things out of your way that are holding you back. Here's my friend, Tommy Walker. Let us be kind. Maybe it's no mean November for you. Maybe, maybe this is a new thing. Be a little more kind. Whatever it is, think about it. Kind of focus on it. Pray about it. Ask God to bless you with it. We're praying for you. Don't forget the prayer wall. We've got an amazing Friday conversation coming up this week. I'm so excited. I've been working on the episode this morning. Tomorrow we're gonna to have something else fun and new for you. But today, just just let's just think about new thing November. You think about what it is that you need to help you change your life and change your mind, and let Tommy Walker tell us about how he can help us be
1: kind. Ephesians four thirty two. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as Christ has forgiven you. Forgive. You forget you forget